Hello, and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please share it with all of your friends. This episode, Sports Takes with Trey Blossman. We'll recap the Super Bowl. Rams win Super Bowl 56. We got a bunch of info and thoughts and observations. Everything about the game, the halftime show, and the future of both of these teams. All coming up in this Super Bowl recap here on Sports Takes. Want to tip our hat to Trey and myself, Stephen and Anthony, your sports consultants at MeatAndPotatoesUSA.com. Went 4-0 and with the Super Bowl picks. Stephen's got a college basketball play for Monday night, and we'll have one most nights this week. If you want to try to win some money, MeatAndPotatoesUSA.com. Also coming soon here on Talking Sports with TK, you'll get your weekly LSU baseball podcast and many, many other things coming up for you here on Talking Sports with TK. Listen to a quick message from our host, Anchor, then we'll be back. We'll be joined by Trey Blossman. My name is Tommy Chrysan, and you are listening to Talking Sports with TK. Stay tuned. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next? last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We're talking sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan, about to be joined by Trey Blossman for this episode of Sports Takes. We do it about once a week, and this uh, episode will be a Super Bowl recap. do want to credit all the guys, including Trey and I at MeatPotatoesUSA.com. Went 4-0 on our Super Bowl picks. Of course, Super Bowl 56, the Rams win it 23-20. to Footnote for you New Orleans Saints fans, both the Rams and the Bengals will play in the Superdome next year. And in case you're wondering, next year's Super Bowl is out in Glendale, Arizona. And I don't think the Cardinals will win on their home field like the Buccaneers and Rams have done in the past two years. But uh, you never know, I guess. Trey Blossman, good afternoon. How are you? Doing good, Tommy. Doing good. Enjoyed the game yesterday, despite the outcome not being what I wanted it to be. You mentioned the game is in Arizona next year. I don't know why, because his coach is one of the most gifted quarterback gurus around, but it seems like Kyler Murray not real happy in Arizona these days. So um be interesting to see what develops there in the offseason. You know, that's one team. If you offered up Kyler Murray to Green Bay for Aaron Rodgers, they might just make a deal there. You, you know, you, uh, I know they've got love waiting in the background up there in the wings in Green Bay, but, uh, you know, if I wasn't sure Aaron Rodgers wanted to play for me and I could get a guy like Kyler Murray, a young dynamic quarterback in return, I, I'd pull the trigger on that deal if I was Green Bay. All right, well, let's talk about the Super Bowl. Tons of storylines going into the game on both the Rams' end and the Bengals' end. And and after six unbelievable NFL games, four in a divisional round, two in the conference championships, coming down to the wire, no no difference uh, point margin of more than seven, and most of them were three-pointers. You get another three-pointer in the Super Bowl uh, with a game that went down to the wire. I mean, Bengals had a chance to try to drive and get a – tying field goal or a winning 
touchdown. It didn't work out, and the Rams are champions of Super Bowl 56. First time the Rams have won a Super Bowl since they were in St. Louis in 1999. Trey, your overall thoughts on the game, and then we'll get into the particulars. My overall thought was that neither team ever really found a groove. And I guess that's a credit to the defenses. You know, both quarterbacks, when you look at their numbers, were pretty good, and they were actually pretty close. I haven't seen the ratings, but as I understand them, Burrow would ha- will have a higher rating coming out of the game uh, than, Ma- than uh, Stafford. Uh, I thought Joe played pretty well. He was under some pressure. He, he missed a couple of plays. He had the running back running wide open out on a wheel route, and he overthrew him on a big third down. And uh, he was sacked on a play that Jamar Chase was open deep, possibly for a touchdown. Uh, oh, so close. Uh, admired the way that they came back in the third quarter. And I'll tell you, when I think the game was lost, Tommy, I think the game was lost when they got the ball for the second time in the third quarter with a short field and were forced to to kick a field goal. Uh, A touchdown there might have just taken all the air out of the Rams, but it kept them within a score. And uh, I I thought that was a real big missed opportunity uh, going in there for Cincinnati to, to go for the punch out right there. I think you make a good point. It was a little tough for either offense to get in a groove consistently. They both had their moments and their drives, but I credit both defenses for that. Now, a stat that did come out today, that Cincinnati offensive line had the worst pass protection grade uh, rating of any NFL team all season. Now, yeah, there were seven sacks. One was a cheap one on the sideline when Aaron Donald pushed Burrow out. That legitimately was called a sack. Uh, shouldn't have been. But anyway, so that's what we talked about. Everybody talked about going in. Could the offensive line of the Bengals handle the front of the of the Rams? And the Rams were overloading one side, stunting. Sometimes the Bengals adjusted. Sometimes they didn't. That ended up being a telltale. You can't get sacked seven times like Burrow did and expect to have the, uh, you know, to have success. Although with, you know, under two minutes to go, they still had a chance to possibly tie possibly win the game but you know I, I just thought it was a good football game if you didn't have any money bet on it no skin in the game it was a fun game that kept you watching till the end and uh you know that that was a good thing and there was some individual performances you know I, I'm not sure I agree with Connor Cup being the MVP but a lot of people nationally today have agreed with that I thought Stafford but then they said he threw two picks so maybe he shouldn't be the MVP because of that and then some said Aaron Donald because he dominated and made two big plays on that last drive. But here's the problem with the MVP, Trey. By rule, the people who have voted on the MVP have to turn it in b- before the two-minute warning. What the hell is that? I mean, yeah, what, yeah. what if Burrow, what if Burrow hits the touchdown to win the game? Right? You know, with five right. seconds right. to go, the Cup's going to be the MVP? I mean, that is stupid, especially in today's modern technology when you could build an app where you could all say, all right, game's over, send your text message right now, and you got somebody there tabulating the votes. That's just stupid. Yeah, when they came up with that two-minute rule, somebody had to manually tabulate the votes. So it made sense probably at that time. But you're right, man. 
people can send it from their phone to a certain address and it, you know, the computer calculates it instantly. They'd know before the confetti started falling who the MVP, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So a couple things, Rams are going to have a much different lineup next year. Andrew Whitworth will probably retire. And I, I got that from some people that know him, uh, possibly Aaron Donald retire. You, you got a bunch of guys that, that'll become free agents for the Rams. They kind of threw this team together like an all or nothing. Let's go win it. And then the Bengals have a lot of young guys coming back. Got to shore up the offensive line. Although that offensive line got them to the Super Bowl. That's the funny part to me. They keep saying it's the worst offensive line. Well, guess what? They were one of two teams that played in the Super Bowl. So they had to be good at good at some point. So that, there's a you know there's lots of talk that the Bengals have a better chance of getting back to a Super Bowl, which is very difficult to do. The roster structure and how it's going to go forward. I totally agree with that. And look, that offensive line, okay, worst ever in the Super Bowl. Joe Mixon had 15 rushes for 72 yards. That's almost five yards a carry. And Joe Burrow was 22 out of 33 for 263 with a touchdown and no interceptions. So that's pretty damn good for Joe playing behind the worst offensive line in the history of the Super Bowl. Like I said, I, I'm sure looking at the numbers, his rating will be significantly higher than Stafford's would. Stafford was 26 out of 40 for 283. So he was four out of seven for 20 yards. You know, through seven more passes than Burrow, completed four of them for 20 yards with two touchdowns and two interceptions. So I'll take Joey B's play anytime over that of Stafford, although Stafford guided his team to the win. I, I thought there were a couple of instances late in the game, Tommy, where it looked clearly to me that Bengal players got out of bounds, but they continued to run the clock. It, it was almost bizarre. Uh, you know, I understand if somebody's motion is stopped inbounds that they continue to run the clock, but clearly a Cincinnati player ran out of bounds and was barely touched as they were going out of bounds and they kept the clock running. And, you know, that makes a huge difference in a game when, you, when you're trying to secure a win late and time is limited. I don't know what was up with that. Most of the game, Bro. they let them play and didn't throw flags. And then late in the game, they started throwing flags on almost every play. I didn't really understand that either. Well, and here's the thing that I think is a huge problem. The head referee met with a pool reporter after the game and he was asked about the completely blown egregious missed call on the face mask when Higgins grabbed Ramsey by the face mask on the 75 yard touchdown first play of the third quarter and he stated that in the you know the rule says that if you don't twist it it's not a penalty well he should have looked at the video before he made that comment because he made a total ass out of himself because he it proved that he didn't look at the video or he's blind and he's a liar Okay, I agree with you. 58 minutes, they let him play, and all of a sudden, boom. I'm, I'm one of the ones that believe those penalties were, were correct. Uh, the, the, the linebacker uh, with the play over the middle of the cup, he pulled him and stopped his momentum just a fraction, but I think it should have been a penalty. And, you know, I heard Trent Vilfer on the, on the Dan Patrick show this morning. He made an outstanding point. Okay, when a team gets in the red zone, the referees are much closer to the action than they are when you got the whole field to cover. Right. Okay. They got different angles. They can see things that maybe they don't see if you snap the ball at the 50. Okay. Well, here, you know, every 
when you're on the five, six yard line and it creates different angles and different things maybe get seen. I thought that was a good point by Trent Dilfer. I never thought of it that way, but you and I have talked for years how they really need to put another referee on the field to help cover the speed and the talent of all these unbelievable athletes. But you know, that, that is what it is. And Hey, you know, we, we can slice and dice it the whole way around. And it was a good game, seven straight NFL playoff games that really went down to the wire. That was pretty cool. Trey Blossman, the NFL halftime show. I read where somebody said, if you were born before 1970 or after 1995, you hated the halftime show. I'm in that category. And I will say this. After the game and in the third quarter, Twitter, there was a lot of favorable reaction to the to the halftime show on Twitter. But then today it's all been blasted and ripped. And, you know, the whole thing with the guy kneeling down to tribute uh, Colin Kaepernick. And then the NFL says they knew he was going to do that yet allowed him to do it. The NFL clearly does not understand the bulk of their audience based on that halftime show. But, you know, all them guys are from California, and I guess that was it, and I don't know. And, you know, you got Snoop Dogg smoking a joint right before going out on half show, and that's on video. You know, so, I mean, you know, what, what kind of message do we have here? If it was up to me, and look, I put the mute button on when halftime came. Now, I'm not going to say I didn't see a few things, but I was busy doing stuff on the website, doing stuff on my computer, reading stuff on Twitter, and then once I saw they were going to kick the third quarter, I put the volume back on. But to me, that to me it was an awful halftime show. But that's just my opinion. I will tell you that I agree with you. I, I wasn't paying close attention, but it was on. I did go outside for a few minutes just to get some fresh air. And I came back in, and uh, I, I, I didn't care for much of it, but – and I never, ever thought this is anything that would ever come out of my mouth. But I thought it got better when Eminem came out. And I, I've never liked one thing Eminem has ever done. But I guess it was so bad up to that point that his first, you know, vocal, whatever, when it was his t- turn, they basically took turns. When it was his turn, things got a little bit better. But, uh, you know... The NFL keeps trying to draw a broader audience, Tommy. And I understand that. But in doing so, and this has been happening for a decade, in trying to draw a broader audience, they're alienating their core constituency. The people who do watch every Sunday afternoon are becoming less and less interested uh, and they're trading that for occasional viewers. You know, they're running off weekly viewers to try and draw occasional viewers. I think it's a bad business plan. Yeah, I, I would agree with that completely. So Super Bowl's in the books again next year. The Super Bowl will be in Glendale, Arizona, Super Bowl 57. That will be be an interesting off season with free agency. And then the NFL draft starts April 28th. And then, you know, before we know it, we'll look up and they'll have some uh, fall, you know teams reporting for the fall. Lots of uh, movements going to happen uh, in the NFL rosters and all that good stuff. But the Rams are the world champions and uh, they deserve it. They earned their way to get there and they got it done when they had to get it done. And for the Bengals, I think the future is bright. As Joe Burrow said after the game, it's very disappointing. 
but it is something that will make them better going forward and they will use that as motivation. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Trey, uh, quickly, a couple other things. One, LSU basketball got a, a win the other night, back-to-back wins for the first time for the men's basketball team. Kim Mulkey's women continue to roll. Do you have any other closing comments on that or whatever else? No, Tommy, I'm just glad it was a competitive game yesterday. Sorry that the Bengals lost. Uh, congratulations to the Rams. Look, I hate to see o- Odell Beckham get hurt. Uh, you know, him going to the Rams late this year probably revived his career. He was a guy that a lot of teams just weren't going to be interested in because uh, of his personality and his uh, selfish ways. If he can rehab from that injury that he suffered yesterday, I expect he'll be pretty much big time on the free agent market. Probably won't be back in Los Angeles, but uh, credit to him for reviving a career that looked like it was heading down the toilet, Tommy. Well, I'll say this, and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, A lot of other NFL players who did not play yesterday are calling for the elimination of the artificial surface due to the injury to Beckham. Well, I, my answer to that would be there's over a, a hundred other guys that played in the Super Bowl yesterday and didn't hurt their knee. I mean, that's just, it's bad luck. I don't like to see anybody get hurt at any level. Uh, uh, that, that was a, that was just a freak injury. You know, yeah, it was to, a, to not, say no you got to get no rid con- of turf, no contact whatsoever. Well, and the turf now is a lot better than back in the days when former LSU Tiger Wendell Davis tore both his knees up in Philadelphia on the same play back in old Cincinnati in the old uh, Philadelphia Stadium and the old Soldier Field. Those were awful surfaces. The original surface in the Superdome was terrible. The artificial surfaces are much, much, much The the older ones, Tommy, were like playing on concrete with a thin layer of indoor-outdoor carpet over it. Exactly. So that, that, that has improved. So I, you know, but anyway, again, I don't want to see anybody get hurt at any level, but it is part of the game. Hey, Trey, we'll, uh, won't have any podcasts with football picks, but we'll have much stuff coming forward with sports takes. And of course, with March madness, the NCAA basketball tournament right around the corner. Then before we know it, it'll be the NBA playoffs and all that good stuff. Trey, appreciate your time. We'll do this. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.